Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be part of the festivities here. People tweeting into the show. Ivanson says there are too many storylines in the NBA Finals for to not live up to the hype. What is your definition of living up to the hype, Ivanson? What, what does it have to be? It have to be six, uh, seven games. We'll have Ask Ben coming up later, so if you want to send your questions in, you can. Uh, generally, if you ask us boring sports questions, you will not have them read on the air because we find that repetitive and dull, and we just don't want to be part of that. But if you want to ask us other oddball questions, well, those usually end up getting on the air. Pete Dizzle is in L.A., and he's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Pete Dizzle. Hey, how you been, man? Pete Dizzle, what's going on, man? I missed you, buddy. Where you been? Man, you know, I've been working the day shift a little bit, man. I miss you guys, too, Big Ben. Look at here, Big Ben. I've been putting you on the streets, man. You're all over the place. You're famous, Big Ben. Well, thank you, buddy. You're famous in the hood. You're famous in South Central. I'm putting you out there, bro. So, look at here. Don't be mad at me because you're famous. You're my marketing guy. Look, I need that. We need Bo to drizzle. See, Peter, you know I mean? we, 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 we have no... Uh, exactly, man. Eddie's a hater over there. And uh, make sure you tell the people when you market the show that Eddie's the hater and Ben's the good guy because that's how it works. Oh, you see, you know it. Yeah. But you know what I like about you, man? I'm going to tell you what I love about you. You ain't never wrong. That's right. You see this? You, t- 
P. Dizzle, I want you to I want you to address that P. Dizzle to Eddie, to Danny G, and to Coop, because these three people, the Bennett's over here, they need to learn that lesson. So educate them. What's wrong with them, man? Big B, you ain't never wrong. Exactly. Wrong. No, no, don't play the sound effects. I want a clean copy so we can use that as a drop. Don't, don't. These guys are trying to sabotage your call, P. Dizzle. We were going to use that as a drop, and these idiots keep playing the little sound bites. Come got, on, Pippin. Get your Tims on. They got all these little buttons they can press and hit these stupid sound bites that are childish because they're a bunch of babies. Just shut up. It's embarrassing. I'm trying, to do, I'm, I'm trying to do an adult show, and I got these idiots over here with these sound effects. It's embarrassing. Look here, man. It's like family, man. They are your family, big man. Well, they are. We, we I spend five nights a week. I, I, I'm up all night with Eddie and Danny and Coop. We're together all night long. Man, you guys are a good team, man. Uh-huh. But you know something? About a couple of years ago, you really enlightened me on the term student-athlete. I really didn't know. So I got to follow you from then on because you really did enlighten me about what was going on with the student-athletes, and it was a good it was a good. Uh, yeah. A, a, a well, learning experience. Well, that's one of the, see. That's one of those things, PJ. So that drives me insane. That turns student athlete. I go nuts. I do. I do like four monologues a year around college football, the NCAA tournament, uh, and then like before the championship game in college football. So like four times a year, I will uh, rant and rave uh, about right, the right, student athlete. But uh, all right, well, thank. I'm glad you're there, PJ. Man, I'm yeah. with you on Golden State, man. Golden State in six. There it is. We agree. You, you know why? Because you're smart. That's why, Pete Dizzle. Smart people are united. All right, thank you. There he, who hung up on him? How dare you? How dare you hang up? He was not done. He was not done. Maybe he can suck on it, and that'll make it better. Listen, you, you, you stop with your stupid sound bites, okay? Out of context sound bites. <laughs> you don't need to play out of context sound bites. So the number nine, the number nine, what does the number nine mean in the NBA Finals? Well, Steph Curry is the ninth highest-paid player in the NBA Finals. The ninth. Uh, among those players making more money than Steph Curry, the two-time MVP, Tristan Thompson, a role player <gasps> famous for hooking up with a Kardashian, and J.R. Smith has a higher salary than Steph Curry. And I, I would like to address the whole salary thing. Now, that's boring radio. If you talk about salary caps, it's generally a uh, clicker and not in a good way. It's uh, Let's see what else is on. This is terrible. But uh, I'll be the Grim Reaper here. I'll be the Grim Reaper. And, and here, just stay with me. The Golden State Warriors have had this amazing run. They're, they're paying Kevin Durant a ton of money. Their salary cap, the amount of money that they spend – uh, the Golden State Warriors, as far as terms of overall salary, is right in the middle of the NBA. Now, they do have a $100 million payroll, but the New Orleans Pelicans have spent more money on their roster. The Charlotte Hornets have a higher salary cap, uh, total cap number, than the Golden State Warriors. And I bring that up because a number of these contracts are going to go kaboom. They're going to expire and some of the projections are, if you if you add up, Steph Curry is a $200 million player. I think you'd agree he is a $200 million player in the economy of basketball. Kevin Durant's a $200 million player. Draymond Green is going to get a $200 million contract. And Klay Thompson, who's right now on a very team-friendly contract, is also going to get a $200 million contract in the coming years. And so the estimate is that 
if everything happens and this team stays the same, everything happens the way it's planned out, they want to keep everybody, and they got the new arena opening up, the Showcase Arena in a few years in San Francisco, which in theory will help a lot of that, but the Golden State Warriors could conceivably have a payroll in the neighborhood of $550-plus million in salary dished out uh, when you talk about all of these players. They can't keep everybody. See, that's the point. And, and Jeff Van Gundy, when he was getting carried away, talking about the Warriors getting to 10 straight NBA Finals, for that to happen, this current team, if they're going to keep this team together and just exchange the secondary players on the Warriors roster and just rotate those players and keep the core of the team together, you're looking at a payroll of $500 million. The Cleveland Cavaliers payroll, uh, their, their active salary cap is $125 million, which is the highest in the NBA. So you, you're talking about – you're talking about like four times that amount of money. Are they going to be able to do that? Would the the NBA allow that? Because you got to remember the payroll. You've got to include. They've got all these uh, fugazi taxes and things that they add in there when you go over the salary cap. So that's why it would be five hundred fifty plus million dollars. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at two a.m. Eastern, eleven p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And we keep uh, hearing today is the day. Golden State and Cleveland uh, tonight, even now on the West Coast. We're after midnight on the West Coast. And uh, three months these teams have had off, and now they will butt heads for the right to be called the champion of the NBA. And we've talked a lot already about how this is being billed as a heavyweight matchup and all of that great nonsense. Uh, So I need to give it the proper treatment. Now, if you're going to have a heavyweight matchup, you're going to have someone who is going to be the fall guy or the scapegoat uh, going in. So who's it going to be? Now, the wise guys, with all of their algorithms, have decided that Golden State is an overwhelming favorite, 70 to 75% chance of winning the championship. The mainstream pundits seem to be in agreement that the Warriors are going to win the title. Keep in mind, last year, Golden State was given a 70% chance and they blew it. So let's focus in, though, on the Warriors because they are the favorite. They're the lead dog, the alpha dog, going into game one of the finals. Now, I've done some comprehensive research, which means I looked at the roster for about five minutes. And here's what I've come up with. I've got three main candidates to be the fall guy for Golden State. Now, who are they? I will reveal the names right now. I have three names for the Warriors. Should they stumble and bumble and blow it in the NBA Finals. Now, the three names I have. Kevin Durant, the Slim Reaper. Clay Thompson and Mike Brown. Now, between those three people, two players and an interim coach, of those three, if you were to make a list, because people love lists, the question is, who would get the most pressure? My answer? Kevin Durant. It's a no-brainer here. This is not that hard. Uh, In plain English, uh, Kevin Durant's the answer. We expect Durant to be the supposed X factor, right? We'll start with that. Golden State won. We know how many games they won last season. They won 73 games, and they've added Kevin Durant. So it is assumed that that will be the missing link, that Durant will push the Warriors over the top this year 
and correct the sins of last season, blowing a three games to one lead to Cleveland. And Kevin Durant has averaged a lot of points this year. He only played Cleveland twice, but he averaged 28.5 points in the two matchups against LeBron and company, and he shot 51%. So he played very well in the regular season, but you know how the song and dance goes. It's different now. This is the NBA Finals, for God's sakes. Kevin Durant has lived up to the nickname Mr. Unreliable. He got that nickname in Oklahoma City. The paper gave it to him, and then they embarrassingly retracted it a uh, couple of days later because Durant had a hissy fit. But Durant has the reputation of someone that often vanishes in big spots. And if you look at the numbers on the surface, Durant's numbers are amazing. Hall of Fame good career for Kevin Durant. But yet, as good as his overall success, if you bring a little nuance to this, he is sporadically effective in the postseason in big matchups, and that generally is not enough to win championships. Now, considering the fact that the weapons the Warriors provide, the ammunition that Golden State has, you would assume that Durant's not going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. I think you'd agree with me on that. Yet, if Kevin Durant stubs his toe and he ends up pulling a Casper the Ghost Act in the NBA Finals, it is going to haunt him, at least for the short term, and possibly the long term, depending on how this plays out, because you got to think of this as like your own personal torture chamber if you're Durant, because Durant, if he really blows it, if he really stinks in the finals, he then has a chance to cowardly take off and go somewhere else. He can, he can go wherever the hell he wants. He can play for the Wizards, the Clippers, the Knicks, uh, go back to the Thunder, which is not going to happen as long as Russell Westbrook is there. But if it does go bad, you can say, hey, you know, I, I want out of here. And we know Durant can't be trusted. He said he was going to stay in Oklahoma City, and then he left. So I don't care how many times Durant says he's going to stay in Golden State until he signs – a long-term contract, then I'm not convinced he's going to stay in the Bay. I'm not. All right, so I got Durant. Uh, he's number one. Then number two, I'm going to put Mike Brown in the number two slot. And the reason I'm going to put Mike Brown in the number two slot is because I assume that coaching is not – well, in theory, you say, oh, coaching's matters so much. In the NBA, eh, I'm, I'm not there. Coaching is highly overvalued in the NBA specifically in a case like the Golden State Warriors. right? And since we're playing the speculation game, trying to foreshadow who's going to wear the goat horns here, I can't put Brown at the top here. Not that he's not going to get ribbed and just torched uh, if the Warriors do not succeed in the NBA Finals, and we assume he's going to coach the games. I know there's some whispers that Steve Kerr will come back. I doubt that. I doubt that highly that he's going to coach any of the games in the NBA Finals. But, but Golden State, they've got this great synergy going here. They appear to have uh, a lot of camaraderie, so much so that the, the, the coach whose main job is to make sure everyone gets along with each other and they don't kill each other, uh, how much of that is, is required from Mike Brown? And more importantly, the Warriors, because of the talent that they provide here, uh, they're able to improvise on offense, and when plays break down, which very rarely happens, they still end up looking like the Harlem Globetrotters. So it's not X's and O's. The coach is essentially it's like a nuisance here, an inconvenience. You get watered down and bogged down with all these X's and O's. So you got a free-flowing offensive team 
that is predicated on moving the ball, right? Ball movements, all the, the Warriors are all about. It doesn't matter who shoots, although it does matter because we know who usually ends up with the most shots. Uh, so Mike Brown's main job is to stay out of the way. And his biggest fear, I would think, is close game, right? Because then if it's a back-and-forth, you know, typical tight NBA Finals game where it does come down to a supposed, at least we believe, a coaching decision, uh, then then Brown becomes someone who will get a, a much more of the blame. Much more of the blame. And if Golden State were to win and Steve Kerr, even though he says he's going to come back and he wants to come back and he thinks he'll come back, then Mike Brown's lurking. Now, he's like a snake in the grass, and he's, and he's waiting around. And if not the Warriors' job, there's going to be some other opportunities to be a head coach in the NBA in the coming months. And so Mike Brown will be a prime candidate for one of those jobs. And then the last name here is Clay Thompson. Now, the Clay Thompson conundrum. I've taken a lot of calls this week about the NBA Finals. I remember Mac, my guy Mac, who I made that big bet with for all the golden tickets. Now, Mac thinks that Clay Thompson is going to be the MVP of the uh, finals. I uh, I do not agree with that. Uh, and uh, he has the least pressure out of this list of three that I've come up with. However, that doesn't mean he is completely exempt from people pointing fingers and saying, what the hell? Now, he's been a ghost himself in the playoffs. Clay Thompson is shooting in the postseason a Russell Westbrook like 38% from the floor. 36% from three-point range, and it seems like it's been even worse than that. That is a giant nosedive from where he had played in the past. He's averaging a career low in the, the shooting of the basketball and also points per game. It has not been good. And if the Warriors lose and Thompson continues to shoot at a ragged pace for Golden State and he is a member of the International Union of Bricklayers, uh, then he's going to take some heat. Now, he's already won a championship, and he's been part of this amazing run and all that, but he's going to have some explaining to do. So the last thing, the, the parting shot on this, as we have explained, we've explained many times, uh, Golden State is supposed to win. They're the better team. I believe they are going to win. 12-0, right? Confidence is through the roof here. Top three in offense and defense this year. Home court advantage. The four stars lined up in a row with Curry, Green, Thompson, and Durant, all healthy. No devastating injuries to the core of the Golden State Warriors. So you would have to stretch like Mr. Fantastic to find an angle of concern. We mentioned the close games and potential baggage from blowing a 3-1 to lead. But that's about it. That's, that's, even if LeBron James comes out and is like Conan the Barbarian, and is insane in the NBA Finals, which is possible, you still require Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love to do it. And even if all three of them perform at a very high level and they, they've got you know, this great medley going of offensive plays, well, you still, you're still going to need even more than that. So that's the point. Let's hear from Kevin Durant, and we addressed the pressure. Kevin, you want to talk about the pressure? Just trying to be the best me I can be. That's the most, that's the only pressure I worry about. If if I don't play up to my standards, then that's what that's when I'll get upset. I have bad games, but it's just a matter of me go out there and work extremely hard on my game and try to showcase it. Okay. 
Do we believe that? Uh, here's more from uh, the Golden State Warriors side. Uh, Kevin Durant here. And uh, now he played in the NBA Finals years ago in one of the uh, least exciting NBA Finals uh, when he was with Oklahoma City uh, against Le- uh, LeBron and um, the Miami Heatles. And here is uh, Durant saying he's a much different player now. Things have changed. The world is different now than back then. I know I've grown as a player just through experience from the last five years, but if I don't go out there and execute, none of that matters. I still got to do my routine, come in and put in the same work and go out there and execute on the court no matter what I've been through. So I learned from it, and hopefully it makes me better this time around. Well, they're all important. we got to win as many as we can. <laughs> we should just play that from now. We should say, here is, why don't we listen in on uh, Clay Thompson. Clay, you want to give your thoughts here on the NBA Finals? Well, they're all important. We've got to win as many as we can. A lot of baseball to be played. Anything can happen. <laughs> it's basketball, Clay. It's not. It's a bad job by you. It's very unprofessional. It's a professional show here, and we don't want to mess this up here. That's that's my bad job by us. That's an abuse of power. We should not be doing that. Uh, <laughs> well, let's hear from the very loquacious Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond. Is he not going to end up on TNT when he's done playing someday? Like, Barkley will retire at that point. Draymond's going to play, what, another seven, eight years, something like that. And then uh, Barkley will retire, and Draymond will get a TV job. Uh, although, I, I don't know that Draymond, in fact, I don't think he has the likability. Like, Barkley's a clown, and Draymond is part clown, but I don't know, is he going to be able to, if he does television, you know, we're talking about 10 years from now, is he going to be even able to morph into that? Because you gotta be self-deprecating and clownish to be really good, like Barkley. That's the secret to Barkley's success. But here's Draymond Green, the spokesman for the Warriors, addressing the elephant in the room, which is which is his teammate, Draymond Green's teammate, Kevin Durant. As far as pressure, I think pressure is what you make it. No one would be able to put more pressure on him than he's going to put on himself, or or expect more than you know for what he's going to think of himself. That decision is what it is. It was made a year ago, and you know, it's not Kevin came here, you have to win a championship. That's the goal. When you're, when you're re- trying to reach greatness, pressure comes with that. Very deep. Poetic, in fact. Should be on a bumper sticker somewhere. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Alongside as we navigate through the overnight hours and uh, get you closer to the early morning hours here. I know yesterday we teased a uh, we teased an update on one of our uh, P ones caller. Yes, uh, and uh, we, did, a, we never paid off on it. I was now. Does she? Count, I'm a doctor. Does she count as a P one? Because a P one's a listener. She calls. I don't know that she listens. What would you call, show? Legend. What, what She's an you, icon. Okay. She's an American hero and the most important female caller that we have. Now, with all, you know, winking a nod to Tammy in Montana. Hey, where are the white women at? And, uh, and of course, our, our, our power couple in South Florida, or Northern Florida, uh, Jack the Judge and Leslie. I can name all the women that call the show. We have so few women that call the show that, you know, which I, I think is the way it's supposed to be. We used to have Jennifer in Kentucky that called the show, but she doesn't call anymore. Am I missing any other women that call the show? I think I've hit all. Oh, 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 oh. Rachel, who reads from oh, a that's script. Right. Oh, stop. She does not read from it. Rachel's great. She does. Oh, wait. Kathy in Portland. All right. Now that's it. That's the list, right? That's the full list. Well, there's also there's a Tammy in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. She calls every once in a while their boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, but to, to, now, why don't we do the. Uh, we're, we're coming against. Uh, a little, <laughs> what, what, 
a hard out, as they say in radio. So uh, why don't we we'll give the Genie in Medford update. A Genie in Medford update. We'll do it on the other side, as they say. And the mascot blues. The mascot blues. We'll get to that. We'll do it all, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. suck button, Coop de Loop, and that's my man. And out live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. That is my one of my first loves in life when I was single and no women would talk to me before I got married. I always had Jeannie in Medford. She would keep me company. And uh, we'd flirt on the radio. We would canoodle. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. And Come on in, man. We were going to get married. We were going to go to Compton and get married. Jeannie wanted to get married in Compton. Uh, she knew a place down there that she wanted to get married at. I'm bouncing. I lived in Compton. I know, Jeannie, but unfortunately it did not work out. Uh, so uh, I found someone else who I love very much. But uh, but thank you, for uh, Jeannie. And, and so we need an update here. People are saying, what's going on with Jeannie in Medford? I need to hear my Jeannie in Medford. I've told the story before. When I go out and uh, meet people, which you know, very, uh, very social when I go out around uh, meeting different listeners and whatnot. But one of the things they often bring up is, who's that uh, woman from Oregon? What's her? Jeannie, is that her name? Uh, is she real? Well, she hasn't called in a while. And we did a wellness check. I, well, Coop Loop did a wellness check on Jeannie and Medford. So, Coop, what is the Coop scoop on our friend Jeannie and Medford? Uh, Jeannie is okay. Her, her voice is not uh, well enough to appear on the radio, so that's why she hasn't called in a little while. But... Yeah. She wanted me to tell everyone hi and that she approves of Rachel the as the new female caller. Well, well no, we want Jeannie, too. We can have Rachel and Jeannie. We can bo- have both of them. We don't need to pick and choose here. This is not elementary school. Baby, you want to hang out with me? You better <laughs> give me that good stuff. No, just stop, Jeannie, please. You're embarrassing me. Uh, very embarrassing. But the... She's a great, compelling character on the show, so we hope Jeannie feels better. Now, can we do anything to make Jeannie feel better? Can we buy her, like, some bourbon or something, some whiskey or something like that? Moonshine? Is there anything we can provide to Jeannie? Not, not sure that those things will help her voice. Not sure. Have you told her to use the garlic technique that I use, raw garlic? I did, I did not. <laughs> no, seriously. Now, you're laughing. <coughs> now, Coop. She, she still listens, so. Okay, Jeannie, if you're listening to me, all right? Now, you, let me preface this with a... Uh, a warning label. I'm a doctor. You should never take advice from an overnight radio talk show. So if you do take advice, whatever happens, you deserve. With that being said, when I get laryngitis or I have a voice issue, it's my only, the only thing I have that has any kind of value is the voice. That's it. I have nothing else. I have no tangible skills. Something breaks in my house. I can't fix it. My car breaks. I'm screwed. But I have this, right, so I can talk. But what I do is I take a piece of raw garlic, I take a knife, I chop it right down the middle of that head of garlic there, and then I, I suck on it like candy. One, one side of the garlic on each side of the mouth there, so each side's got a piece of garlic, and the juices of the garlic will go into your throat. Now, it'll burn your mouth and your gums, okay? It'll burn your mouth, your gums, and your tongue. But it will fix your voice. It will improve your voice, okay? I'm, I'm telling you, it's wonderful. It's worked Almost every time I've needed it, 
That or you can just drink a lot of alcohol. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Well, it's one of my favorite stories of the day, and I will not give it the proper justice that it deserves, but we take you now to New York. All right. Where the Metropolitans were playing the Milwaukee Brewers, a 7-1 to win for the Brew Crew. But who the hell cares about that? That's the... That's the secondary story, right? The, you gotta, don't bury the lead here. And Mr. Met is walking off the field, and according to the reports, now we're getting this uh, obviously secondhand from people that were there. We weren't there, but they're saying we did nothing. We just wanted Mr. Met to give us a high five, and Mr. Met responded by giving a mascot bird. Number one. Mascot bird. And he was smiling when he did it too, Ben. <laughs> Wonderful. It was awesome. The video's all over social media. Uh, I've you, seen you the still see photo. I haven't seen the video. Yeah, the video's out there. And I, this is on the front page of the New York Daily News. I assume I haven't seen the New York Post headline for Thursday, uh, the front page. But I think this will, like, knock Donald Trump off the front page. This is much more important. Uh, Mr. Uh, Met, Trump will be back tomorrow. Mr. Met giving the middle finger to the Met Yeah, band. it doesn't happen every day. Come <laughs> on. Now, I'm going to ask a, a serious question. Mr. Oh, Met, good. Mr. Met has three fingers, right? He's got three fingers. Now, so there is a middle finger. Well, I guess, but I always thought the middle finger, where you, you've got the four on, you've got the thumb, and then you've got the uh, the pointer finger on one side, and then you got the middle finger there, and the other two. So that's that's as I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'm giving the bird to Danny G to demonstrate, like you can see into the radio station, what's going on. Yeah. So we've uh, seen that before yeah, here. So in the, I have a very long middle the main finger. Studio, right? I have a very long. Yeah, I, that's a good middle finger. It's crooked too. It's not crooked. What are you talking about? How dare you? Uh, so the Met, <laughs> this is the, the funniest thing. The Mets have issued an apology for, for Mr. Met and uh, the, the very jovial Mr. Met. They have, uh, I love the apology from the PR office of the Mets. Quote, we apologize for the inappropriate action of this employee. We do not condone this, this. We do not condone this type of behavior. We are dealing with this matter internally. Uh, yeah, the, the Mets have whacked Mr. Met. They have uh, fired the guy. So he's uh, apparently out. That's uh, The reports are that the, uh, the Mets mascot is uh, gone. Now they use multiple people throughout the yeah, season. They that's said, right. So how, Especially baseball, how many, so many games. Yeah, but how many different Mr. Met guys do you think there are inside that costume? Uh, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess at least two or three, I would think. I, w- I would go with... Yeah, there's one person that's really excited about this news. It's the backup to Mr. (laughs) Met. He's like, yes, I'm first string now. Yeah. Well, will we find out this name? Will the tabloids in New York or some blogger find this guy's name? I want to know who this is. Like, I I want details. I want context. What if Mr. Met's like a teenage girl from Long Island or something like that? Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Uh, It could be. You don't know. It might not be a dude. It might be a chick in there. Who knows? So. Mr. Met met his tipping point, and he went ka-boom. It's the one thing about the mascots that I love. No matter what's going on, they're yeah. always smiling. Remember when the Mariner Moose broke his oh, ankle, like oh, compound yeah. fracture? Uh, yeah. Still had a smile on his face. Well, how about when, my, one of my favorites is when Casey Wolf, the Chiefs mascot, somebody ran on the field, and he did a full belly whopper, 
He jumped. Remember, and he jumped on top of the guy and tackled him in the end zone at Arrowhead. That was awesome. I think he like jumped on the security pile. I mean, I think I don't think he actually caught the he, guy. He, he did like, a belly whopper, like he was jumping into a pool. Right, at but a, they had him down already. And he decided college. to go ahead and jump on. No, there. but it was still great. It was that was wonderful. good. That's yeah. fine. Have you seen the Dodgers' ridiculous-looking mascot? No, that, they say that's not a mascot. The what Dodgers, is that? Then? They say it's a, what, a performance artist or something <laughs> like that, a character artist. Or they, they say it's not a mascot. I'm definitely Boy, a character. Uh, a couple of weekends ago at Dodger Stadium, they did yoga after the game, uh-huh. and so all these ladies were walking out there and putting their yoga mats down on the outfield grass. And this, you say, is not a mascot, but this big Dodger bobblehead-looking thing put a yoga mat out, lost his balance, and was laying on his head. Oh, is that right? That was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what yoga move that was, but that's uh... boy. Speaking of yoga, Danny G, how disappointed are you with the hot yoga studio here? Oh, I know. Are we just here at the wrong hours? Because yeah, I've not seen any beautiful women uh, anywhere. No, uh, who not was... one. No, zero. Zero. Uh, that is a yeah right. We, we'd be better off if they'd put like a restaurant over there. Or something, <laughs> I right? think I you're mean, right. <laughs> at least we can get something to eat every once in a while. Right? I mean, we, we, uh, how long is well, that? We been were open? so excited about that, and it has been a complete failure. It's been open for at least five months. They put a hot yoga studio right next door to our studio. Like we have to walk by the entrance of the hot yoga studio to get into the Fox Sports Radio iHeart Building here, and nothing. Yep. We see our security guard reading comics and sleeping, but we don't. We don't see any beautiful people. We would have seen more hot chicks if that was a Jimmy John's. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, just to, to wrap up and put the bow on the Mister Met conversation, we'll go back to that. Uh, I want the record to show that Chuck the Condor has never done anything like this yet. That Chuck the Condor is someone the young people can look up to. Uh, he's not some kind of thug like Mr. And Met giving the bird to Mr. people. Mr. Met at least has some street cred. Come <laughs> Mr. on. Mr. Met's a loser. How dare you? Well, How dare you, just Mr. living Met. up to Clipper history. He hasn't done anything. There's, right. a, there's mascot etiquette involved, and Chuck the Condor's got it. And Mr. Met can learn from Chuck the Condor. I saw Chuck was at the L.A. Zoo. He was hanging out with the Condors there, the California Condors. I saw that. All right, and they were laughing at him. Oh, stop, please. All right, let's get to it. I guess which finger I'm holding up, Eddie. Yeah, that's the one. You're fired. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Let's do it. Third degree time, and we bring in the Coop Dalu. Ben, it has been announced that Steve Kerr will not be coaching the Warriors in game one of the finals versus the Cavs. In an interview on Tuesday, Kerr said that he feels a little bit better and hopes to continue coaching for a long time. Now, if the Warriors continue on to win without Kerr in these finals, do you think that they'll realize they don't really need him and move on? Uh, no, I'm going to go that's excessive. Uh, I mean, health permitting, Kerr's going to be back. He's not going to be back in the finals. I, I find that very difficult to buy into. But he will, he will be back health permitting. A, you know, Steve Kerr, if you look at this, you've got the micro and the macro. Steve Kerr is beloved, right? By all accounts, we're not there, but we hear secondhand. He's a very positive person, you know, a positive approach to all of this. He's not some kind of Judas. Uh, People that work for the Warriors appear to genuinely enjoy being in the presence of Steve Kerr, and that does matter. That matters in this. And B, most of NBA coaching, I, I just explained this earlier, but most of NBA coaching is not X's and O's. It is three things. It's part therapist, part babysitter, and part spin doctor. Those three things. You've got to be a therapist. 
because you've got to massage egos on who gets the shots and who gets the glory. You've got to be a babysitter to keep the players in line, and you also have to be a spin doctor throwing out a bunch of BS to people like me. Uh, and that's how it works. Uh, Steve Kerr is good at all of those things. He is good at massaging egos. He is able to keep the players uh, together and not getting in any real trouble. And he's also very uh, verbose with the media. So he's got all three things you need to be a good coach. He, he doesn't have to be John Wooden. He's got a roster that enjoys to improvise. They play unscripted basketball very well. But uh, I, I would say if he's able to coach, the Warriors will absolutely welcome him back and will say hasta la vista to Mike Brown. Next! A report out of Detroit says that the Pistons are open to the idea of trading the number 12 overall pick for a win-now veteran. Ben, do you think there even is a veteran that could help them win now that can be had for the number 12 pick? Yeah, I mean, it's highly unlikely. I mean, we're talking about the 12th pick. We'll start with that, right? The 12th pick is not a top five pick. You're, you're talking about a selection which generally produces an ordinary player. If you're lucky, you're going to get an average NBA player. I, I looked up the last 20 years, the 12th overall pick has averaged even double-digit points four times. Many of these players that have picked a 12th in the NBA are quickly out of the league. A guy named Hilton Armstrong was the 12th pick. My Clippers drafted Melvin Eli. Uh, they, neither one of those guys made it. Steven Adams, though, he's been a decent player. He was the 12th. I mean, you can go on and on here. But there aren't many players picked 12th that are all that good. And the second thing, the Pistons, I do agree, they have to generate some buzz. I, they, they're just an average NBA team. You know, they're teetering on the edge of being bad. They're leaning more that direction than being good. But I would keep an eye on the Knicks. And if Stan Van Gundy and the other people that work for the Pistons can put a, a Jedi mind trick on Carmelo Anthony and somehow convince him to come to Detroit, they've got a new arena, they've got Andre Drummond, they've got that, that Carmelo would be the link to get the Pistons to move up the ladder in the Eastern Conference, then we know Phil Jackson would make that trade to trade Carmelo for a draft pick and some other player that the Pistons would likely have to throw in to make it all work. Uh, but if Carmelo could approve a trade to Detroit, then I could see that happening. But it's not going to lead to wins. It might excite a few people, but it's not going to lead to wins. So I guess the answer is no. Next! Mark Jackson said that Phil Jackson is a failure thus far with the Knicks and specifically pointed to the Carmelo incident as the reason why. He said Phil is going about it the wrong way to force him out. Ben, is there a right way to force him out? Yes, yeah, I like Phil Jackson. I'm a fan of the Zen master. Uh, so I, I'd like to see him stay. I know he's trying to make the Knicks great again. It's not exactly working. Uh, and I know they have like a 320 winning percentage or something like that since Phil Jackson took over. But I'm going to say he's not going anywhere. So I know, I know Mark Jackson got the headlines on that. I'm sure Mark Jackson would love to get that job to be the president of the Knicks and stab Phil Jackson in the back, have Jackson on Jackson crime. Uh, but I say Phil plays this out. And the reason, first of all, the Zen master, he's got the most important thing you have to have to keep your job. He's got the ear of the owner. James Dolan, Mr. Dysfunctional Owner for the Knickerbockers, appears to be on the side of Phil Jackson. And if that's the case, all of this other stuff is just you know, this outside rhetoric. It's just noise. It's not going to matter. And secondly, Phil Jackson 
He's made three humongous mistakes with the roster. Missteps that have crippled the franchise. He bet on Carmelo Anthony. That was a mistake. Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah. They've all failed to pay dividends. He also brought in Derek Fisher. They didn't know what the hell he was doing and couldn't play the role of uh, the therapist, as we talked about, and uh, the babysitter and uh, the spin doctor. He didn't work out very well as a head coach. but uh, So he's made a bunch of mistakes, but he, the Knicks just picked up his contract option. I say Phil's here for the next two years. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? You passed this edition. Why the, why the uh, deep breath there? I'm getting, a, I'm getting a lot of pressure, Ben, from from listeners everywhere that I've been passing you too often on yeah. third degree. Well, but I don't I, think you're passing me enough. I don't think you're. Uh, no, I mean, me. you know, what I said to them was, unlike yeah. you, I am a fair and balanced <laughs> well, I person. Don't know, I don't know about that. And so, when you deserve to pass, I pass you. Yeah. And I had no reason to fail you, so I won't do it because, like I said, I'm fair. I, yeah. I don't know if that's the. Uh, case actually in fact i would think that there'd be some blowback on that but that's not the case be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weeknights at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app if i told you a week ago or 10 days ago that the most viewed video this week on the interweb would be starring Tiger Woods. You likely would have guessed, well, it's probably some golf highlight tape, Tiger's coming back, the viral video of him working out. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, it's uh, none of the above. Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. <laughs> the Jupiter police released 98 minutes, 98 minutes of footage of Tiger Woods, he underwent a series of tests, and then eventually, the big finish, he was arrested. Uh, you know the story. He was sleeping on the side of the road with the car running in the wee hours of the morning on a deserted road in Jupiter, Florida. This happened on Monday. Could have been listening to the show, although they didn't reference the show. I kept waiting. I was like, oh, they're going to reference the show. Like, Tiger's probably got the show on. We're talking to Mark, the full name guy, and... I was trying to think of all the callers we had on, what monologue I was doing at about that time, 3 in the morning when Tiger was out there. And I was like, well, maybe he really didn't like that. He fell asleep. Anyway, now, did I watch all 98 minutes uh, of this video? No, but I watched about 60 minutes of it. And so I, I've got a good grasp of the, the the key parts of this. And I hope we have some of the the audio highlights. My favorite part was the... The ABCs, but uh, what did I see? Uh, it certainly dragged out. It was very repetitive, and you know, the police should have done more to entertain us. I mean, I, they knew. I would think, and we have a lot of police that listen to the show. You know if you're a police officer, you've caught the big one, right? You know that video. That everyone that was in that video, all the police officers were fully aware that this was going to be broadcast globally. That this video, Tiger's an internationally known person. He's one of the most famous people in athletics uh, of this generation, and you could argue because of the media today of all time. So they knew they were going to be broadcast all over the place, but this dragged out. It was very repetitive. Uh, Tiger Woods, though, asked to recite the alphabet. This is my favorite part of the video, and it was worth the 60 minutes of my life I won't get back watching pretty much nothing 
Uh, and then it led up to this great crescendo. Recite the entire English alphabet in a slow, non-rhythmic manner, meaning you're not going to sing it, okay? Do you understand the instructions? Yeah. yeah. Okay, what were the instructions? Yeah, what were they? Not to sing the national anthem backwards. Not to sing the national anthem backwards? <laughs> Sounds great, doesn't Okay. Mr. Woods, you don't have to walk anywhere. Yeah. Go ahead and stand with your feet together and your arms down by your side. Oh. Are you okay? What's wrong? What are, what are we doing? <laughs> right now I want you to say the alphabet from A to Z with your eyes closed and your head tilted back. Come on, Tiger. Then do we have the part where he actually gave the ABCs? I want to hear that part because he actually did do the ABCs, which I, I think is just great. Uh, and the only time, now that I'm kind of like a, I guess I'm a middle-aged guy, I don't know. You don't know when you're going to check out, but we'll assume I'm a middle-aged guy. The only time as an adult I've been asked to give the ABCs is when I got pulled over one time and they thought I was driving drunk and I had to give the ABCs. But, like, you don't get asked. After you leave elementary school, that's it. All right, let's listen to Tiger Woods, a man worth like a quarter of a billion dollars, and it's 3 in the morning. It's a Monday. He's on a deserted road, and a police officer that makes like $80,000 a year if he's lucky, works a lot of overtime, is now asking Tiger to give the ABCs. Let's listen in. Q-R-S-T-U-B-W-X-Y. And Z. Okay, sir, what I want you to do is go ahead and place your hands behind your back, okay? Yeah, you're under arrest. All right, right now, okay? I'm placing you under arrest for suspicion of driving under the influence, okay? Do you understand? Yes. I, I... Ah! All right, now, I understand. We know context. Yes, I know context. Uh Clearly, Tiger, in, in the video, he looked like a drunkard. We we are told that that's not the case there. Uh, he was on booze, not pills. He was bobbing and weaving, too. It kind of reminded me of like a boxer. Like, uh, Did I say pills? All right. Did I say booze? I said, uh, I said pills. All right, not booze, pills. Uh, very important, you know, because this is the show of record. We do not want to misspeak. Um, so he looked like a drunkard, but, uh, again, apparently pills, uh, not uh, not the booze there. But he was bobbing and weaving like a boxer. I was like, he was like a Floyd Mayweather. He was kind of going like this, you know. I was like, wow. He kept rolling his eyes, and he, you know, he fell asleep as the police were kind of giving their sobriety test there. And he, as you heard the at the end there, he was put under arrest and taken into police custody. They said there were six members. I only saw three. I only saw three. But they said there were six members of the Jupiter law enforcement that were involved in the arrest. I'm guessing there's not much going on crime rise in Jupiter, Florida at 3 in the morning. And if word gets around the precinct, Tiger Woods is being pulled over. Everyone's it's – like it's like somebody's robbing a bank. Yes, everyone circles the wagons. we got to be part of this. Uh, but I only saw three of the police officers were there. But they were all uh, supposedly six members of law enforcement, five – we're on the scene, and uh, Tiger could not walk in a straight line. He also could not tie his shoelace. He was so jacked up there. The officer said, your shoelace is undone, tie it. And then he started to untie the other shoelace, which was not untied, and so they just had him take off 
uh, his shoes. And they also they released some photos of a banged-up Mercedes, a $220,000-plus Mercedes. What did he hit? We don't know. what t- he, had, he had hit something. What did he hit? You know, there's not a lot out there on the roads, uh, that, that part of Florida. I mean, what did he run over? Did he hit a car or something like that? Or We don't know the answer to that. And there can be no high-profile story without conspiracy. Cannot happen. Cannot happen. Now, what's the conspiracy here? I'll tell you. Uh, now, Tiger Woods submitted a breathalyzer uh, to a breathalyzer test, which was completely the opposite. TMZ is almost always right. In this case, uh, whoever they paid to get the story completely butchered it, at least from what we're We've learned from the police report. And so Tiger blew a, a, a 0.000 both times, uh, according to the police. And that suggests, of course, he was not drinking. But he did admit the prescription drugs. Now, the conspiracy theory is this, that the police somehow were influenced by Tiger's people. Now, this grand conspiracy, which has been passed on to me, is that the law enforcement were somehow manipulated by Tiger's people uh, that there was a donation made uh, and uh, helping to, to to make this as as uh, less painful as possible. I don't think that's the proper English, but you get the point. Uh, that, you know, covering this up, this this booze thing. Now, the thing that confused me, I don't believe the conspiracy. I'm, I'm going to hope that that's not the case. I'm going to hope that's not the case. I know there, there was uh, the NFL player, was it Dante Stallworth, that killed the guy in Miami and then he donated a bunch of money and got out of it and got, like, 30 days in jail or some, some short amount of time. The thing that confuses me and the thing that kind of feeds in, not kind of it does, it feeds into the conspiracy talk, is if you watch the video, the police officer that, that comes over there says there's an odor coming from the car. And he asked Tiger Woods if he had been drinking. That's the part I can't understand. It was that a misspeak by the police officer, was there actually an odor there? Was there actually something? My experience with Vicodin and other pharmaceuticals and other opiates is they don't smell. If you're popping depressants and painkillers, there's no stench to them. So that's the part that was confusing. But again, I'm I'm gonna gonna hope that that's uh, that's not the case. But I know there are groups of lunatics that are running around that are convinced that this is all some kind of grand uh, cover up and. They know that Tiger's going to get out of this. And that's the thing. I mean, this looks terrible uh, you know, in, in many respects because you should know if you're going to take painkillers, and Tiger's supposedly been doing this for a while, you, you can't be, be driving. And the whole three in the morning thing and all that, people freaking out by that. You know, those daytime people can't handle anyone out at three in the, mor- in the morning. That just blows their mind. They just can't handle it. So what happens next? Tiger's going to be arraigned. July 5th in Palm Beach County. We're told he's got to show up. He's got to be in court that day. So the, the day after the big fireworks show and some uh, some athletes will blow their hands off, uh, the, July 5th, Palm Beach County, Tiger will be there. He's got to face the DUI charge. He has to show up. But from what I'm being told, it, it's this is all a whole lot of nothing because the, the word on the street is that because he's – He's got no uh, criminal record as far as the DUI. He'll go to a diversion program. That Palm Beach County is going to offer him a diversion program. And what does that mean? 
They'll drop the DUI charge to reckless driving, and then Tiger will get probation. He'll be fined. Check this out. A man worth a quarter of a billion dollars will be fined $250, and then he'll also have to take some kind of a DUI course and, and likely won't even lose his driver's license. Now, there's always the chance that Tiger could fight this, and if it is a case of one time, one time just overdosing, then he has, has a little bit of wiggle room on that. Of course, then you open up, you go to trial, you open up the discovery phase, and if you believe some of the skeletons that are on the Internet about Tiger Woods, I would guess that he would not want that. He would not want the discovery phase where they kind of go through his personal business to see what other drugs he was using, and I'm guessing that's uh, that's not something that Tiger wants to be a part of. So the smart money is that if they do offer, which they likely will, Palm Beach County, this diversion program, uh, he will take it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. It's now time for... Time for... Hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. All right, let's do it. It is Ask Ben, your questions and our answers... And now a bunch of people are sending me food porn. Thank you. I don't need that. It does look like some good Texas barbecue from uh, Joseph, though. I seriously cannot Dallas. watch those food channels. I, 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 I want to eat everything. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. All right, Ben. Discuss- right, yes, go ahead, Coop. I'm sorry. I'm Coop being, is like enough I, of this. I'm being distracted <laughs> yeah. by mac and en- cheese enough, and barbecue. Enough of this as he eats. And Texas toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want, I want to hurry up so I can continue eating. Okay, no. yes. Your food's uh, going to get cold. Ben. Yes. So you're a half-empty kind of guy. What? Were you, were you ever a half-full kind of guy? Regards yeah, the pizza man. When you eat everything. Oh, well, I was a well, the glass glass half full, half empty. Pessimist optimism. Oh, pessi- you know, that's, yeah. oh okay. Uh, yeah, when you're a kid, I think we all kind of start out that way, and then life beats you down. So sure, when I was a kid, I thought that everything was great, and uh, we'd all live forever, and my teams would win, and uh, nothing was wrong. Well, yeah, when you're a little kid, but then when you come to the age of reason, and you realize how effed up everything is, you become a skeptic. So yeah, I probably about the age of. I don't know, eight, nine, something like that. And then I had an epiphany, and then it was all downhill. Eight, eight or nine? Yeah. I made it to eight or nine, you know. Jeez. Yeah. All right. about then? Maybe ten. <laughs> uh, another question for you, Ben. This is you got to understand, Coop, I was the fat kid in school. I got picked on by everybody, you know. Pick on the fat kids. So you, your life perspective changes on that. Right. <laughs> yes. All right. This is another question for you, Ben. This is from Alfred. Hello, Alfred. Alfred wants to know, what do you think... Kavfif means? Uh, it means listen to the Ben Maller show on Fox. That's what it means. It was Donald Trump trying to promote the show. No, what does it mean? Uh, I think we say what it means. He, he misspelled the word. I hope someday to be powerful enough where CNN will lead off their broadcast with a misspelled tweet. I, 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 wouldn't that be great? That would be wonderful. Analyzing a misspelled tweet. Uh, from yeah, I saw how Looney corrected one of your tweets last weekend. Oh, he's what? A, he's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Looney's I a, can't I, believe Tom Looney would I, do I gotta, something I gotta like that. I, gotta reca- I had a conversation with Looney in the parking garage. I will recap next hour, but we'll, I don't want to do that right now because he's a nimrod. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, next. All did, right. did you see that? I, I read somewhere like the president, even though he deleted the tweet, there were some people saying he's not allowed to, de- to delete tweets because he's the president. What is that? All right, go ahead. All right, this is a question for everybody. Okay, group question. It's from Mike on Facebook. Hi, Mike. 
any of you ever catch a fish? No. Uh, no. Uh, I have gone. There's a creek uh, near where I live, and they've got these crawdads. And I've tried to catch the crawdads, but I have not succeeded. And I've only been fishing like uh, a, a couple of times in my life, and I've come up with nothing. Uh, Yeti, you? Uh, no, I went fishing once when I was a kid. Yeah. I absolutely hated it. I never want to do it again. Uh, and uh, no, I did not catch a fish. I, I think I stopped trying after about I don't know fifteen minutes. You're a real outdoor. You're a real outdoorsman. Not at all. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Big Ben. When I was about eight years old, my uncle took us out of the hood part of Rialto, California, to uh, I want to say like Lake Big Bear, okay. Big Bear Lake. Yeah. yeah, and I caught a trout. But not a mic trout. Might have been Arrowhead. <laughs> yeah. somewhere, somewhere in the San Bernardino Mountains. But okay. it was a cool experience, but, I, yeah, I've never fished ever since. Eat it or put it back? No, we actually packed them in ice, took them home, and my mom cooked them up. I don't mind the cooking. It's the gutting part that I don't know that I want to, you know. Yeah, he taught us how to do that. He yeah. took the knives out and everything. Yeah, yeah that was good with that. was kind of nasty. Don't need that. Uh, Coop, big fisherman? No, not at all, uh, but I have been fishing uh, yeah, a handful of times. Have Have caught... Fish, uh, nothing you know spectacular. No, no big catch no. or anything like that. But well, I uh, had, every time we think of fishing, I think of my our, our friend, the, the late great Frank Pollock, who taught me a master angler. Well, he's a great fisherman. Although we learned at his memorial service, apparently not as great as he told us. <laughs> um, but but uh, but Frank uh, used to, he always blew my mind because I'm going to this big fishing club, and I was like, where is it? It's in Compton. One of the big, you know, Compton's got this real, obviously, great gangster reputation, but one of the big fishing clubs in Southern California is in Compton. That always blew my mind when Frank would, would talk about that. You didn't right. know Frank had a hood card? I did, I did not realize that. I yeah, did not, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, the truck was all pimped out that he would drive yeah. around in. So. Well, it makes sense because him and Ralph Irvin were homies back then. <laughs> Why must you say that name? Why must you say that name? How dare you? All right, a uh, real quick one for everybody. Okay. What is more important on beach day, sunscreen or sunglasses? Uh, I go umbrella. All right, I go umbrella. I sit under the umbrella. Oh, is it rainbow <laughs> colored, Big Ben? I, I, have oh. the, I have the kind of skin. All right, uh, let me tell you, I will burn up. It's disgusting. I get burned. Uh, I go outside. Uh, I, I'm like a vampire. I got to stay inside. I can't be. So uh, I go umbrella, sit right under the umbrella. Then you don't have to worry about the sunglasses or anything like that. But I guess the sunglasses would be more important than the uh, the suntan lotion. What about you, Eddie? Uh, definitely sunglasses. Thanks to my father and his ancestors, I have uh, you know naturally brown skin, so I don't get burnt. Uh, yeah, don't get burnt are, that much. You're so. lucky in that respect. Yes. All right, uh, Danny. Yeah, similar. I'm Sicilian. I could take uh, a day in the full sun, but the sunglasses. No, because I had LASIK eye surgery, and Uh-oh. everything's bright to me, which is why I keep the studios dark here. Oh, is that why? That's okay. one of the reasons. Yeah. Coop? Sunscreen is definitely most important. I have yeah. I have a milky white complexion. <laughs> <laughs> Old milky Coop. Yeah. Burn very easily. I, I burn while skiing. I, I burned at the beach. I, yeah. I burn everywhere. I got you. All right, it is Ask Ben. We'll pause for the cause. That we sounds have, personal. We will have more of uh, milky, uh, milky Coop over there. More of Ask Ben again. I keep the questions coming in. We'll do it. We'll do it. Well, I just I learned that our listeners, guys like Enzo, Euro, Jack, a couple other guys, great fishermen, or at least they're good at taking pictures with dead fish. Uh, they appear to have uh, caught some big fish. Let's get back to it. It's Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers. Here we go. Let's do it. Cool, All right, Ben, here's a question for you. This All is right. from Ernie on Twitter. Hello, Ernie. 
Death, not an option. You have to pick one. Drink your first ever cup of coffee or Mallard chicken fingers with ranch dressing. Whew. Whew. Man. Ranch, 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 Coffee, ranch. coffee. Oh, boy. I have to pick one. I cannot yes. decline. I have to pick one. Okay. Let's break this down. Now, are we talking the most delicious chicken fingers ever, deep fried goodness? They're, they're the Ben, they're the ben, ben Maller chicken from fingers. Kansas City, yes. uh, the Ben Maller chicken fingers. Uh, oh, wait. That means those are sour then. You know what my move would be? I'm going to go with the chicken finger, and I'll tell you why. Because I'll just take a little bit of sauce. I don't, you didn't say I had to dip the whole thing. A little bit of sauce. I'll bite that. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll eat that. And then I'll go the other way with the rest of the, the, uh, the finger. Because a good chicken <laughs> finger does not need the sauce. It does not need the sauce. So, and then I'll keep my coffee streak intact. All right, next. All right. What is yeah. your favorite thing to do while on vacation? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing. I, I love to zone out, and uh, I'm a news junkie, and I'm always, try- I'm always trying to keep track of stuff, and when I get away, I often just get away. I just like not having to pay attention to stuff. It's from Benjamin on Facebook. And not ha- Thank you, Benjamin. And not having to drive uh, from Nevada. Into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What about you, Eddie? Absolutely agree. I, I just I would like to just lay out if if the beach is there, if that's a possibility. Lay out at the beach, uh, you know, just walk around, get some ice cream. Just don't do anything. Just chill yeah. out. Be a zombie, Danny. Well, uh, like me, my tinderoni loves to go to baseball games. So when we travel out of town, yeah. go to a baseball game in that city. You're like Eddie, Eddie and his wife. They go do sports yeah. uh, vacations. That's cool. That's cool. I, I wish yeah. I, I wish I had done that. I haven't been to many baseball stadiums, but uh, <laughs> my favorite thing to do on vacation, if it's if it's you know possible somewhere in the area, is gamble. Well, that's, that's not a relaxing. Bad thing to do. Yeah. yeah, yep. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> but what if you start losing? That's not relaxing. What if? And plus, yeah. Koopa Loop supports the Native American tribes that run the casinos. That is true. So yeah, that is very true. He's so giving back. I'm a philanthropist. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> does as well. That's right. All right, Ben. A, yeah. a question for you. This you're, is from Just Josh. Damn it! You're listening to Ask Ben. The okay. world is about to go dark. Okay, sure it is. You are taking your last call on the live air. Okay. Who would you want it to be? Who the last call? Man, dead or alive? Does it have to be someone it, who's? Uh, it, I think he didn't say it could be somebody dead, so it has to be someone. It alive. has to be a, po- a plausible scenario. Oh, I think it'd be fun to have Jeannie in Medford and have a great conversation with Jeannie, or or a cow. I, mean, I, I don't know about cow, but cowboy's always been my closer. I guess he would be <laughs> ironic if he was the closer and the world ended. You wouldn't want to hear. That. Dick and Dayton say bye-bye. Bye-bye. One last time. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye to the world. Uh, my favorite- Are you going to watch the world then, Dick and Dayton? No, not going to watch it. No. My favorite call from Dick and Dayton is always every Memorial Day. <laughs> Happy Memorial Day. And he calls. You're not supposed to say I mean, it's a, it's a day of remembrance. He calls every year. Happy Memorial Day. I'm like, no. Anyway. All right, uh, real quick. When was the last time you were the crew ate McDonald's? Go. Uh, I was at LAX uh, waiting for a flight three years ago. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Probably within the last month, took the eight-year-old nephew right. there and wants the toy at the Happy Meal. I got oatmeal there last week. Yesterday. Every, <laughs> every day with you, yeah. Coop. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I got a cubby chubby and it's really hard. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You know what that time is? Yeah, you know what time it is. Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. That's a fact, yeah! On the Ben Maller Show. And it is that time yet again, fact or fiction. 
give you three stories. They all sound mildly, mildly true. But they could be fake as well, so you have to figure out. Go either way. Figure out which of the stories is not true. Separating fiction from fact. You understand? All right. You understand? Very good. We have our celebrity panel of judges, the best and the brightest that have called in from all different parts of the world. We start out with the power couple in Bradenton, Florida. Is it going to be Jack the Judge? Is it going to be Leslie? Let's find out right now. We say hello to... Leslie. The lovely Leslie. Hello, Leslie. Good morning to you. Good morning, Ben. How are you? You shocked us uh, getting Jack to call in a couple of times oh. here, Leslie. You, oh, it was all Jack. You clear, All Jack. Yeah, I don't believe that. I believe that you manipulated him, but I'm glad you did, Leslie. I'm not that kind of girl. No, please. Come on. All right. Everything good, Leslie? Everything's great. Jack and I are going to Las Vegas on Sunday. Why don't you come and join us? Are you? How long are you going to be in Vegas? How long are you going for? Days. How, how long? Six days. Really? Yes. Oh, I think I'm actually going to go to Vegas soon, but I think I'm going to miss you by like two days. That sucks. That, I hey, can. Well, you want to come? You know, Vegas is like a suburb of L.A. You might as well just come down. <laughs> you know, come hang out with us. We'll invite you in here and get you... Get your headphones, the whole thing. Uh, all right, well, have fun in Vegas. That's awesome. Thank now, you. Now, what What you bet on, you play roulette? What game do you play there, Leslie? What's blackjack. Your, blackjack, okay. Well, good or luck. roulette. Koopa Loop woke up. He's like, wait a minute here. When, is, when is this happening? <laughs> <They're>, uh, <laughs> Sunday, they're, Jack and Leslie are flying to Vegas to do a little gambling. Leslie, are you guys going to go to the Wet Republic pool party? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I sh- Should I put it on our list? Yes. yes. <laughs> yes, uh, go to the day. The day clubs in Vegas are amazing. It's uh, shocking. All right, well, thank you, uh, Leslie. Hold on a sec. Well, that's exciting. Man, I, sh- I might have to just go do the show from Vegas for a couple of days just to hang out with Jack and Leslie. I almost met them in New York a couple of years ago. I was in a, a family function in New York, and I was trying to get a hold of them. We just, we just missed by like a few hours. We would have gotten together, had lunch. I don't know if it's going to be in the city or Long Island. Who else do we have? Uh, El Nino. Big Ben, I called in last week, and you called me horrible names and wished me a terrible birthday. And the curse of Ben Bino, it's still good. I had an amazing birthday, so you couldn't ruin it, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember any of that, El Nino. I would never say mean things about you. I think it was during a game show tantrum. I I could be mistaken, though. Well, you are part of the scam here. You tanked the game, and you were part of the cheating uh, conversation, the systematic cheating that's gone on in these parts. You're a big reason. I have never tanked Big Ben. My integrity is paramount. It's, It's at the top. Not only did you cheat, you admitted to cheating. Systematic cheating. I fiercely denied it, and I pointed my finger just like Rafael Palmero at Congress. I told him, no, I never cheated. Never tanked the game, Big Ben. I wouldn't do that. uh, You're part of the rampant problem that we have here with bending uh, the abuse of power, the bending of the game show rules, which has been going on. All right, hold on a second. I'm done with you. Uh, Dan the Breadman in Chicago. Hello, Dan the Breadman. Big Ben, what's going on? Welcome in, Dan. What kind of bread are you serving up today? Delicious. The best buns in town. That's what she said. All right. Uh, very good there, uh, Dan. Now, where have you been, Dan? We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, I went on a little vacation. You know how it is in Chicago. Someone decided to come into the wrong house. 
Uh-oh. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you're back, and uh, hopefully that monitor works on your ankle. I hope that's it. Oh, it's working. Okay. All right. So, hold on. I'm not here to judge. Uh, Hold on. Dan, we have Trucker Joe in Texas. Hello, Trucker Joe. What's happening, Ben? Welcome in, Joe. If I was any better. uh, Now, what part of Texas are you in, Joe? I couldn't even tell you. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm on the back road. In the middle of nowhere. All right, I'll just pick a random team. If I was any better, I'd be a Spur, but not a San Antonio Spur because they couldn't win a game against the Warriors. Uh, there you go. All right. Where are you, where are you headed, Joe? Uh, Missouri. Bridgeton, Missouri. Bridgeton, Missouri. All right. Well, well safe travels. And when are you going to get there? You can get there tomorrow? How long does it take? Later today? Uh, well, my, my, according to my GPS, it says 2.30 in the afternoon of the day. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. You're not far away. Very good. All right. Uh, hold on a sec, Joe. And what are you hauling, by the way? You know what you're hauling? Uh, industrial size uh, air conditioning units for trains. Oh, okay, that's cool. Summer's coming up. You need the, the air conditioning. Radio Rich, the curmudgeon of callers from Wheeling, West Virginia. That sounds like me. You know, I don't understand why Coop doesn't recognize uh, Nick the Mariner guy's voice because as soon as I call and say it's time for fact or fiction, he says, "Hold on, Rich." Of course. And listen, Coop is just lazy. He, because, Rich, you are an actual regular. That guy, Nick, is a regular. No, this, a is, regular. this is the first time you've been able to remember his name. No, I know his name. He's a great caller. He's a legend. He's one of the top. He's on the Mount Rushmore I don't Rushmore recognize his callers. voice, Rich, because he's not a regular caller. And Ben Maller is a liar, a cheat, and a thief. That's insubordination by Coop. All right, uh, Rich, uh, what's going on in Wheeling? Well, uh, All right, let's get to the game. Here we go. Fact or fiction, I will give you three stories. You figure out which of the three is not true. Here we go. Story number one, Khloe Kardashian giving freebies. Uh, one of the many storylines leading up to the NBA Finals, the concern about the Kardashian curse. We addressed this earlier, affecting the Cavaliers. Well, Khloe herself doesn't seem to be too worried about any of this. And is actually taking advantage of the NBA Finals as a marketing opportunity. It's the Kardashian way. Chloe announced last week that she will be handing out Kardashian lip kits and makeup to fans at the Quicken Loans Arena. It's great. Who wouldn't want that? Story number two. Reebok releasing a limited edition Iverson shoe. One of the memorable moments in recent NBA history, the last 20 years, was Allen Iverson, game one, NBA Finals against the Lakers. He stepped over the fallen Ty Lue, the coach of the, now the coach of Cleveland. Well, Reebok is commemorating that moment. They are re-releasing the answer sixes that Iverson wore in the game that particular day in L.A. The special edition playoff pack includes the iconic black and white sneakers and a wristband, a bunch of other goodies as well, but only 500 will be available unless we made the whole thing up. Story number two, Shaq partnering up with a foot specialist in the wake of the viral video. Shaq's very impressive foot, if you like fungus and toes pointing the wrong direction, uh, over there on TNT. Well, an Atlanta foot care center in Shaq's hometown, he lives in Atlanta now, has reached out to the Hall of Fame player, the Atlanta Foot Care Center, offering to give Shaq a feet makeover 
under the condition that the clinic can use the footage in a future commercial. Are they going to chop off that big toe? Or are they going to? I don't know. All right. Take a machete. Hey, really quick, Big Ben in the corrections department here. Yeah. That Iverson shoe you referred to, I know they told you there'd be no math. Yeah. An IV, that's a four in Roman numerals. That's a four. Yeah. Oh, so the right. answer four. And by the way, to give Mr. Belding proper love, dimples. Okay. Yeah, dimples America's very first karaoke club. Uh, Leslie, uh, you go first here. We got three stories. Which of the three is not true? Hmm. I got to go with number three because of Shaq. Just because of Shaq? All right. Yeah. Are you going to bet on black or are you going to bet on red, Leslie, if you if you play roulette? What are you going to do? Black. Bet on black. Black uh, is beautiful. All right. Uh, very nice. All right. Thank you. Have fun in Vegas, Leslie. Thank you. We'll try. Okay. Let's come back with your shirt. That's what you got to do. El Nino. Big Ben, let me know when you go to Vegas. I'll buy you a free drink in the sports book. It's got to be number one. Number one, El Nino says you, El Nino, Dan the Breadman in Chicago. Dan, what's the answer? Um, I'm thinking I'm going to have to go with number one as well. Are you cheating off El Nino's paper, Dan? Is that what you're doing? I, yeah. I am. I am. Hey, hey, Dan, the Cubs look great, by the way. I just want to tell you. the Cubs. Yeah, look what's great. going on with them? Yeah. Right, say, uh, this is unbelievable. Little hangovers. They're back to being the Cubs. If I'm I, waiting for football. 98 days, right? Yeah, yeah, until the Bears lose their first game. That's right. Yeah. All right, hold on. Trucker Joe in the uh, boondocks of Texas. Yeah, man. Uh, I had a pair of Iversons back in the day when I was like, growing up and stuff. So, I mean, I got two, yeah, two people going for one, one going for three. I'll go right in the middle, man. Let's go with two. All right, Trucker Joe's going to split the difference. He's going with number two. Oh, good luck. Hold on. Radio Rich, the curmudgeon, what's the answer quickly? I'm also going behind door number two. You don't sound excited, Rich. You know? yeah, all right. Uh, we don't have time to run down all the stories. The fake story, we have a winner. Every story was picked. Congratulations to Leslie. It was story number three. That was the fake story, the Shaq story. The other stories are true. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.